You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved saints, in the strong and wonderful name of King Jesus. Indeed, his name is matchless. There is none other who compares to him. In Colossians 1, it tells us that he is the one holding preeminence. He is the one who is to be first place. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, again, welcome. It is great to be with you again. I want to welcome you to another episode slash edition of the podcast ministry entitled Doctrine and Duty. Well, uh, this week, as the last many weeks have been, we are continuing our plod, our journey through the abstract of principles. And this week, we arrive at section number 18. Oh, wow. I can't believe uh, we have come this far so fast. So this week, we're looking at liberty of conscience. And <clears throat> this is... um. This is interesting because um, as we look at this issue, we're going to see some things very similar to the Baptist Faith and Message, but we're also going to see where uh, things are fleshed out quite a bit more um, in the Baptist Faith and Message as opposed to the abstract of principles. I want to read to you a passage of Scripture, and it's Romans chapter 13. Uh, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. And he goes on, and it continues uh, through verse number 7. Now, when we look at the abstract of principles um, as it relates to that passage or as that passage relates to the abstract, it begins this way. God alone is Lord of the conscience, and He hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, which are in anything contrary to His word or not contained in it. Civil magistrates being ordained by God, subjection in all lawful things commanded by them ought to be yielded by us in the Lord, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. I am so thankful for the Baptist Faith and Message for giving us an updated, uh, understandable um, doctrine here, uh, liberty of conscience, that we can look at. Um, but basically, there, there's a couple of things, just on the basic scale. Um, one is you can't force religion on anyone. Two is you need to respect the governing authorities. And three, we shouldn't ask for special treatment only protection of universal rights, and obviously freedom of religion. So God alone is Lord of the conscience, and we would agree with that. He hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, yes, because we are about the doctrines and commandments of God, not about the doctrines and commandments of man. Uh, we're free from anything that is contrary to His Word, or not contained in it. And then it says, civil magistrates being ordained of God, that's the parenthetical, or the set apart by a comma. Subjection in all things commanded by them ought to be yielded by us in the Lord, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. So let's look at the Baptist faith and message. It has the first section, but then it says this. Church and state should be separate. Interesting. The state owes to every church protection and full freedom in the pursuit of its spiritual ends. I like that. In providing for such freedom, no ecclesiastical group or denomination should be favored by the state more than others. I like that. 
Civil government being ordained by God or of God, it is the duty of Christians to render loyal obedience thereto in all things, not contrary to the revealed word of God. The church should not resort to the civil power to carry on its work. The gospel of Christ contemplates spiritual means alone for the pursuit of its ends. The state has no rights or no right to impose penalties for religious opinions of any kind. The state has no right to impose taxes for the support of any form of religion. A free church and a free state is the Christian ideal, and this implies the right of the free and unhindered access to God on the part of all men, and the right to form and propagate opinions in the sphere of religion without interference by the civil power. So we are blessed to live in a free society here in the United States of America, and this is the the argument that we have here is based upon the Scripture, but we, we actually see it being applied. The doctrine is in Scripture, and we see the, the application or the duty of it being applied here in the United States of America. And so uh, that's a blessing that we live in this situation. We understand that the civil government is, is ordained by God. God sets up and God takes down. When you look at the history of the world, uh, beginning in Genesis and continuing forward through the end in Revelation, uh, all of history that has happened, we have seen God setting up and God taking down um, world powers, governments, uh, institutions, um, whole groups of society where God has raised up and God has taken down. God has set up, God has removed. And, and so we would argue that none should be favored more than the others. Um, there have been times where Christians have been um, granted special treatment, uh, not necessarily obviously in our country, but in, in certain world power systems uh, from the past. And, and then in many other instances, Christians have been persecuted. And of course, that continues throughout uh, in our in today's current um, time period, but not in our society. Not so much with, with death or anything like that, but we certainly see a lot of Christian persecution in our day. Um, as far as the imposition against certain things, we never dream what would happen happened in 2020 with the corona and the COVID outbreak, where we as churches were told we could not gather. And, and many of you heard about uh, John MacArthur, uh, his church uh, out in California, and how they refused to not meet. They refused, and they and they met anyways. And they wound up actually winning their case. And for us, you know, we we tried to err on the side of caution and uh, protection of our people. Uh, we continued to meet, uh, but it was online, and only a few people gathered, and that sort of thing. Looking back, would we would we follow or would we defy? You know, I didn't see it as a hill to die on. They didn't tell us to compromise our, our theology. Uh, they didn't tell us to uh, compromise what we posted online. They didn't tell us, hey, you can only, if you're going to be online, you can only say or do this. Uh, we had complete freedom. It was just the gathering together. I think it was based upon fear, and we just never knew. Still really don't know much about this whole corona thing and, and all that it causes physically. And so we erred on the side of caution, but we did not uh, stop meeting in full. And we also did not change our message whatsoever. So, very important. There are many battles that continue on uh, in our current society um, with the doctrine or the definition of marriage. Um, the whole issue of abortion is a current uh, situation. And, and knowing that, that you're going to hear this uh, sometime this summer, uh, where we are right now is the Supreme Court is... Um, in limbo or in in a waiting period about possibly reversing Roe versus Wade, uh, we would argue that it is wrong 
uh, abortion is wrong under any circumstance, and we would hope that Roe versus Wade um, would be reversed. Um, but we we don't know exactly what's going to happen to that because because that is what's going on in a culture that is something that is contrary to the word of God. Um, and so that's that's clearly articulated in the abstract of principles and uh, also pretty much um, articulated in the Baptist faith and message as well. So we hope uh, that our rights will be preserved and protected as they should in a free society. Uh, we also hope for the propagation of the gospel. No one can tell us to stop propagating the gospel. Um, we haven't been told that yet. We hope we we won't be told that. But if we are told that, we will have to. Uh, that'll be something that we'll have to um, go against, rebel against uh, society's um, laws or whatever they want to call them, because we are called to obey the Lord and His Word. First, Christ, again, is the preeminent one, and so he is the one holding first place. He is the one that we live for. Uh, we don't live for man. We live for the glory of God. So um, there are those things, and, and we pray that that we won't be interfered with. We, we trust that. We hope for that. But if we are interfered with, may we be a people who stand on the Word of God over and opposed to uh, the Word or um, the institutions or the doctrines of man uh, as it be. Uh, in First Timothy chapter two, uh, I really like focusing on our duty when it comes to um, uh, liberty and it comes to dealing with uh, the, the government and civil authorities and such. In First Timothy two verses one through two, it says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified. In every way, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There's not a pope, there's not a president, there's not a preacher. It is Christ alone who ushers us into the presence of God and gives us a relationship with the Father. It is always through the Son. It is only through the Son. And, and it says, first of all, so this is a primary matter, this whole aspect of praying. Uh, another passage I want to read to you is from 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. It says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. And then I love, oh, I love when Peter does this, and it sounds almost uh, Pauline, Paul-esque. Sounds like the Apostle Paul. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So just to unpack that really quickly, honor everyone. We should show preference and deference to everyone. We should put others before ourselves. We should respect those who are created in the image of God. So honor everyone. And then love the brotherhood over and over again. The Lord and the New Testament writers, there's this urging that we love the church, love the people of God. It's an unconditional love. It's not based upon what we do. It's based upon who we are in Christ. Love the brotherhood. And then it says this, fear God. What a, what a great little command that we have. We should respect, reverence, and stand in awe of Almighty God. But then it closes with this, honor the emperor. Uh, we're called to honor those in position of authority because we understand that God is sovereign. And if God is sovereign, then God has placed them or God has allowed them to be placed. And so as we honor them, one of the ways that we can honor 
uh, leaders is to pray for them. Uh, I often, oftentimes, I pray for the salvation of our president and for our vice president and any other leaders, the, the state and federal, state and national senators and representatives, Supreme Court justices, governors, uh, all the way down to mayors and councilmen and women praying for their salvation. Hey, listen, uh, this is a little bit different uh, doctrine, if you would, um, or abstract, uh, because it deals with uh, things to do with the civil government authorities as such. But what a blessing that we have. We have instructions from God's Word as far as how to relate uh, to these issues and to these people who are over us according to the will of God. Hey, I love you. I hope you have a great and awesome day. Tell all your friends, family members, uh, co-workers, even your foes about Doctrine and Duty and get them signed on and signed up. All right? Well, you guys take care. Have an awesome week for the glory of God. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.